Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. Time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I.E. What'd you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, a special kind. Oh, gross. Yeah, something like that. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Guess where we are broadcasting from? I Well, you don't have well, to I know. guess. You're sitting right here. This is my new upstairs studio. Thanks to my wife for giving the go-ahead to spend the money on this. Uh-huh. I don't know. It sounds pretty good. How long did it take us to get it to the point where we could actually record the first break? An A hour? A long time. About an hour? Uh, longer. Yeah, you thought this would be easy. I would just set up the microphones and we would go? Yeah. Stop yeah. pushing those buttons. I have been playing with just the reverb for, I think, a half an hour now. Don't kill me. That's all I ask about. <laughs> Let's move on to the topic for today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Tammy. Yes. Wife of mine. Uh-huh. Do you have any song that when you hear it, it takes you to a memory a time, a place. Yeah, I do. An ex-boyfriend. Oh, whoa, slow down. Go ahead. Tell me, what is the memory? No, no, the memory is very, very easy. Um, actually, uh, that's part of the song. Sure. But um, the memory is my sister was 16. I was eight years old, so she was the older sister. She was the teenager. I am with her at a Tasty Freeze. What it, is that? Like, a, like Dairy a, a Dairy Queen knockoff? It's a Dairy Queen knockoff, right. Okay. Uh, summer night, it's warm outside. They have music blaring on the speakers. Teenagers need music. Everybody yeah. needs music. Sure. So I'm there with her, and I'm drinking a a cherry Sprite, and all of a sudden, on the speaker comes the song, It Don't Come Easy. Ringo Starr. Absolutely. Right. So when you hear Ringo Starr, it immediately takes you, what would that be, 70, 75, 76, something like that. And when you hear that, it takes you back a good 30 years. I play that song sometime just to go back there. Wow. Yeah. That's what we're talking about today. It's called Music Nostalgia. As a matter of fact, it has multiple names. I like that one. When you start talking to those who are in the psychological field. But Music Nostalgia is the one that sort of explains it very quickly and sort of gives the over writing idea. Mm -hmm. There are three ideas of how sensory perception, if you will, will bring back a memory. It's sound, sight, and smell. Smell is the strongest. Sure. But music is very big. It's being used in research. And that's what I want to talk about today. I talked on Facebook to people who said, yeah, I have memories. And I asked you about your memories. So we'll start with your song, And then we'll begin delving into the topic here on Rock School. So it's Ringo Starr, ex-Beatle. Don't come easy, man, right here on Rock School. It don't come easy. You know 
was Ringo Starr here on Rock School, my wife's big memory. Mm-hmm. You asked me off air, yes. what are your memories? Mine are terrible. Uh-oh. That's the problem. You have such nice memories of being with your sister, the big sister taking the young sister out for her right. first sort of adult get-together. I don't have any good ones. I, I know that you and I have a song together. Mm-hmm. I, you don't consider it our song. I do, so it's my own, my own belief system. It's a Nightingale sang in Berkeley oh, Square. That's not my song. I know. I think it's ours, but you don't. I have songs that sort of relate to my children, but the only songs that, and I've told you this, the only songs that relate a memory to me are very, very bad. Yeah. The memories are all downers, and when I did the research into this, that's what a lot of the psychologists said. As much as you want to believe that it's all going to be yummy and wonderful and cherries and rainbows. It's not, is it? No, you can go back to bad memories. I'll give you one right up front. Okay. Do you know the song by Sixpence, None the Richer? Uh, I'm trying to remember what the song is. You know, you will wear those shoes and I will wear that dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kiss me. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't dislike the song. It's very nice. It's just that I never had a pet growing up. And I finally got a pet when I got out on my own. Yeah? Yeah. It was a cat, and I, I fell in love with this cat. It was everything about me. And when I had to finally put it down because it got diabetes and there was nothing more I could do, and the vet told me it was over, Yeah. I took it. Do you remember we were moving I do. south a thousand miles, and we had to put it down? When I took it into the room to put it down... That song was playing on the radio. Oh my God. I told you this is. Stop this, this is so I can about. dry my eyes, maybe. <laughs> my, my, I don't know how to say it. My songs all bring up bad memories. You're messed up, dude. It is. I'm a, I'm a psychological concern unto myself. These things, mm-hmm. the idea of a smell, a sight, a sound, yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing up a. Feeling, memory. A memory, yeah. right, a memory. It's called the Proust effect. Mm-hmm. Now, it's spelled P-R-O-U-S-T, but it's the Proust effect, the triggering of a memory through a sensory effect. Now, who is Proust? He's a French writer who wrote in Remembrance of Things Past about the story of dipping a cookie into a cup of tea and being thrown back into a memory of his childhood. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that's where psychologists took this from. There's a guy by the name of Creighton Van Campen, author of The Proust Effects, The Senses as Doorways into Lost Memories. Why, he tried to figure out, Mm -hmm. why does music have such a strong effect on people? And why does it? Well, here's what he came up with. Music is communal. And furthermore, it is of the moment. Hmm. Seldom does a song move through time for a very long period of time. That's true. Songs are hits. When you think of a song, it is a specific point in time. Yeah, yeah. This song was a hit now. Right. In the 80s, when I was in college, when I was getting out of school, when I was getting my first job. Music is also shared. It is an experience Mm -hmm. you do with peers. It is at uh, parties. It is a time of grief. You're upset. You get dumped. Right. You listen to specific songs. That makes music an extremely associative element. Mm -hmm. 
So when you associate music with something, there's a better chance that that will associate with a memory. Ta-da. You're not going to play Kiss Me, are you? No, I'm not going to play because you. that would just mean Ooh. I'm killing a cat. I went on Facebook and I said to my friends, hey, you got any of these things? Yeah. One of my best friends all the way through high school, Damon, said, you know, we used to go you know, roller skating at uh-huh. the Chagrin Valley Roller Rink. He says, every time I hear Lido Shuffle by Boz Skaggs, it takes oh. me back to Friday nights when you and me, meaning me and him, right. used to go out there and just try to pick up chicks and all we did oh. was fail, but you know. What a great song. It was good enough. It's Boz Skaggs on Rock School. Coming out of the Lido Shuffle, yes, I used to be a heck of a roller skater. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I could roller skate backwards. I could do spins and all that kind of stuff. Ooh, I'm turned on. You'd think the chicks would have loved that. I'm all over it. Yeah, you know, they didn't care. Not (laughs) one bit. I don't think Damon or I ever successfully picked up a girl with a roller skating ring. Oh, I bet Damon did. Yeah, uh, that's right. You met him, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he's cute. You met him at our wedding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Out of the three of you? Yeah. Damon was the hot guy. Who was the third one? You say out of the three of us. Who was the third one? Well, you were the middle. It was me, Damon, and who was the third one? Oh, my roommate in college, Dirk. Yeah. (laughs) Moving along. Why? Why does a memory attach itself to a song. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to 1999. There are these three researchers by the name of Shushkine, Heinz, and Rubin. Why do academics always have hard names? Why can't it be know. Smith, Jones, and Brown? Because those are the lawyers. Go I ahead. Know. Okay, here's what they say. The more emotion a memory has attached to it, the more likely a song is used to recall it. Okay, thus the killing of a cat the better chance it is the song is going to be attached to it. Uh-huh. The sister at the, the Tasty right. Freeze, the better a shot it has. So why do some songs act upon us and some songs do not? According to this little thing that they did, this piece of research that they did, timing and luck. Timing oh. and luck. Now, isn't that great research? Luck. Yeah. yeah write that in is an that academic. Is that a variable? I think so. Write that in an academic paper. It says here, a memory is a sensation, and sensations need precise triggers. Think of smell as a sensation. Mm-hmm. You said earlier on in the show that, what is it, a lemon cake? or well, a, Yeah, lemon cake. A lemon cake. My grandmother always cooked lemon cake. That's so there the smell you go. for me. You smell a lemon cake, and bango, you're back in your grandmother's I'm kitchen. I'm years old. Right. I smell somebody uh, microwaving... Stouffer's Pizza. Stouffer's Pizza, and I'm back in my mother's kitchen. Aww. Right. Okay. So a memory is a sensation, and sensations need precise triggers. Thus... This is what they say. Some event that is strong enough to imprint itself in your mind must occur. It's got to really be a bango. And again, it doesn't have to be like 9-11 or Hurricane Katrina. It just has to be something strong enough to you. Yeah. Okay? Then a piece of music must happen during that event or very close Mm -hmm. to that event. Then... 
your brain must somehow link those two things together, and they believe that linkage is physical. Whoa. There is literally attachments between neurons. Wow. It's not just, eh, let's put these two things in the same file. There is a physical attachment between neurons. And then finally, only the memory will trigger that event. So a wow. lot of things have to happen at the same so time. So give me some other somebody else's uh, memory. I need to know. Fair enough. Lori, mm-hmm. by the way, Lori is related to me. Uh you know, third cousin, second, twice removed. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. She says, listen by the Beatles. I don't think she means the song, listen. I think she means, do you want to know a secret? Oh, yeah. Because it goes, listen, do da do da do. Do you want to know, know a secret? secret? She says, riding in the car when I first started dating my future husband, that song was always his way of saying, I love you. And I now know that he is at peace and very content and he will play it when he feels that way. Aww. How about that? Like it's the Beatles it. for Lori, right here on Rock School. You'll never know how much I really love you. You'll never know how much I really care. Listen, do you want to know a secret? All right, coming out of the Beatles and into the first break here on Rock School, are you painting your nails Maybe. while we're doing this show? Maybe. What color? What is that? Candy apple red? Soulmate. Soulmate. I didn't name it, That's but the I name wish of I it. had. It's lovely. It actually fits this, uh, this show. Let me give you one more here. There are two kinds of memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are explicit and implicit. Oh, don't ask me to explain the difference. Ah, uh, why would I? Because I have it here on this oh. piece of paper. Explicit memory is a deliberate, conscious retrieval of the past. I.e., what'd you have for breakfast this morning? Uh, a special K. Oh, gross. Yeah, something like that. It's, it is gross, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, bumpy flakes. Flakes should be smooth, mm. small and smooth. Special K or bumpy. They should have taste. They should. Implicit memory is uh-huh. a more reactive, unintentional form of memory. Like, you know, my old locker number. Oh, 48. Uh, 6012 yeah. Or, you know, Mary Jane's uh, 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 middle name, Frida. <laughs> That kind of thing. I had to stop myself from saying something that would make us lose our radio license there. Music bringing up memory is implicit. You can't will it. You simply can't say, well, I'm now I'm going to put in 1980s music, and I hope that memories are going to flood oh, my I brain. I try. Wouldn't it be nice? I still try, even though you tell me I can't. Wouldn't I, it be nice? Because there is that sort of dopamine rush. Oh, yeah? When you do forget mm-hmm. or remember something that you've forgotten. Yes, my Isn't that keys. that wonderful? Oh. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I can't find my keys. Oh, here they are. Oh. If you could just go through life doing that. Yeah. Oh, where's the Battle of Berdun fought? Oh, Berdun. That kind of thing. (laughs) If you just remember those things, 
and just keep releasing that into your brain, man, that would be wonderful. We're going to talk a little bit more about explicit and implicit here in just a moment. But first, KMCJ or a KCMJ. I got it backwards. Mm. KCMJ, Colorado Springs. You play the radio station. Thank you so much. KSCL in Shreveport, Louisiana. We drove through Shreveport, Louisiana. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. They were all about us. It was There was a party for us. They had uh, lots rose of, petals. Lots of big churches. That's right. They were, they were all about us. Welcome, Joe. Yeah, none of that happened. We'll be back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, coming out of the break, we talked about the two kinds of memory, explicit and implicit. Right. What'd you have for breakfast and the memories that just flood into Mm -hmm. you for no reason whatsoever. The explicit memory systems, if you have had a brain injury Uh or if you have Alzheimer's degree uh, disease, they are harmed. That's the concept of, do you know who I am? Right. No, I don't know who you are. You know, do you remember where you live? No, I don't remember mm-hmm. where I live. That type of memory, explicit, is harmed when the brain is harmed. However, the implicit memory apparently is so much more largely intact. Yep. It is so much more strong than the other. It is vast and durable. And there are so many pieces of research, and we're going to talk about at least one or two of them before the show is over, where they are using music to talk to people who have had brain injuries, soldiers specifically, and people who are, I don't know how to say it, ravaged Mm -hmm. by Alzheimer's, where they play the music. And all of a sudden they react. Music therapy, babe. Music therapy, just that. And the implicit memory comes back because it is much more intact. The concept of I heard a song and bango, I'm back where I am. Where are my keys? I don't know. know. Where did I park? I don't know. But I remember the first time I heard Running with the Devil by Van Halen, which is an actual story. I remember that. Margaret, I always say Margaret because Mm -hmm. of, isn't that the way Charles Emerson Winchester said it on 407 7th MASH? Margaret says, I definitely have musical nostalgia, nostalgia. Not only with songs, but with artists. The Cure, Rush, Dave, Matthew, Stevie Ray Vaughan all remind me of past boyfriends. I think I'm the one that's Rush. I think that might be me. I don't even know who Margaret is. I love it that it's past boyfriends. Good for her. Go, girl. Good for you. Your love by the outfield, however, brings back vivid memories of my freshman year in high school. How about you there, Margaret? Here's the outfield on Rock School. All right, coming into the bottom of the hour here on Rock School, out of the outfield, here's the thing. Do you have, now I know you do it with uh, the Ringo Starr song, Uh do you have other songs that do this for you? Mm, 
not not too many. Not too many. No. I don't have a large grouping either. Do you have any? Oh sure, I have a bunch, but not a oh, large grouping of them. No, 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 I can't. Like I said, they're all bad. Oh come on. The audience that's out there listening, I'll just sort of ask you. Obviously, you can't answer back. What part of your life are the vast majority of the songs from? Let me guess. From about 10 years old to about 20 years old? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I right? Yeah, most of the research has shown that that's where the songs have the most chance of imprinting themselves. That's Why? when music ended also for me. That's also the concept of where music has the most impact on you. That's where music defines you. It's not just the fact that, gee, this is a neat song. It defines you. It breaks you into groups. It allows you to connect with other human beings. I like this kind of music. I like this kind of music, too. Okay, mm -hmm. we can be friends. Yeah. I'm going to go to a party with the people I like. We all like the same kind of music. That's the reason you, when you perform these um, research pieces, mm -hmm. you grab music, and I found that it was from 9 to 18, or 10 to 20, or 7 to 18. It's that space right there in your life when music, whack, grabs a hold of you. And that's why you find also, now there's exceptions to that. You know, one of my, one of my very good friends, Bill Robeson, right. he can't stop finding new music. His life never stopped picking new music. But then there are people that I like the music from this point to this point in my life. Yeah, that's me. Right. And anything else? Don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. It ended. There's new music out there. Nah, that's fine. Not Thank good. you. I'm going to stay with Journey. Yeah. So, bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. These are the rock and roll dates, August 24th all the way through August 30th. What do you say we go to Monday? I believe you have it, Tammy. Go. August 24th, 1995, Microsoft Windows 95 was released using a commercial featuring the Rolling Stones song, Start Me Up. August 25, 1976, Boston releases its self-titled album. August 26, 1987, Sonny Bono, who once said that he never voted until age 53, announced that he was running for mayor of Palm Springs. August, what? August 27, 1990. He won, by the way. I know. August 27, 1990, guitarist Stevie Ray Vaughan, sorry to tell you this, Margaret, was killed in a helicopter crash in Alpine Valley, Wisconsin. August 28, 1968, Tammy Wynette recorded Stand By Your Man at Epic Studios. August 29, 1987, Rick Astley goes to number one with Never Gonna Give You Up, Never Gonna Let You Down, and the entire U.S. was Rickrolled. Yes. And also August 30th, 1993, The Late Show with David Letterman premieres on CBS, and Billy Joel was the first musical guest. You probably saw that. Not live. Not live. I didn't become a David Letterman fan until sort of a little bit later on. I know when you that, met me. Yeah, I know. You and I were in real trouble with that. We were sort of necking in our apartment. Yeah, Dave and I almost said, broke us up. I said, stop. We have to stop necking. Why? Yeah. David Letterman's on. Yeah, we have to stop and watch Dave. Let's play a song. David, I just, I'll just say it. It's, it's Dave Perricone. Oh, okay. Dave, the guy that helped me put this studio yeah. together. The audio wizard of all audio wizards. Dave told me that he has some wonderful, wonderful songs that bring back spectacular memories. 
And he says Maggie May by Rod Stewart is one of his strongest. Yeah. He says it takes me back to one of the earliest memories as a child. His mother would play the song, pick him up in his arms, and dance with him around the house. He says, I can still feel her love and see her smile every time I hear it. Oh, my gosh. You're you're killing me, Dave. You're absolutely killing me, man. Here's Maggie May here on Rock School. Wake up, Maggie. All right, let's go into the second break just a little bit early here. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. uh Now, you don't walk around with earbuds in a whole lot. No, you don't. But you drive a good 40 minutes to work every day. Yes, I do. And you drive home. While you're driving in your car and you have music playing, I know you have music on your phone, you have music on other uh, sources, do you ever get it in your brain that that music is a soundtrack to some movie you happen to be starring in. Do you have that? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, everybody does. Really? Especially, there's lots of research that suggests so this I'm is true. So I'm not a true. weirdo. No, well, yeah, yeah, you are. But that's not what makes you the weirdo. Okay. A lot of people who wear the earbuds and walk around, you know, when you're wearing earbuds, you're within, you know, the, the cone of silence. or yes. The cone of whatever they safety. called it. The safety. You believe that you're in a movie and you are placing a soundtrack against your life. Sort of like if you're at the beginning of the John Travolta movie, Saturday Night Fever, and you're walking with that can of paint in some hip, tough guy way, and this soundtrack is playing. I like it, yeah. That that matters to the reason you get this musical nostalgia. UC Davis, they mapped the brain of people who reported strong memories associated with a song. What they did was put all of these little diodes on the brain and then had them listen to songs that they reported gave them big, giant memories. Yeah. And here it was the prefrontal cortex Uh of the brain that lit up like crazy. So what? The prefrontal cortex is known as the part of the brain that sort of remembers little movies. Now, I'm sure if you're a neurologist, that's making you say, no, it's not quite that way. Let's remember I'm a disc jockey, okay? (laughs) And I need to explain it in a Fisher-Price way. So it creates little movies in the brain. Okay. And when you put the music to it, That's probably the reason it does it. It adds a soundtrack to the little tiny movie that's going on in your brain. Uh And it makes you feel good. So that's what's probably happening. Furthermore, the study was successful with Alzheimer's patients, as well as helping them to recall memories, suggesting that music is quite strongly related to memories. I.e., we knew that already, but now we have scientific proof to attach to the back of it. So when you're walking around with your earbuds in and in all of Walmart. a sudden in Walmart and all of a sudden you're in a movie like, you know, Shaft, you know. Oh, yeah. And it's just you, man. 
That's the reason your prefrontal cortex has put you in a movie all on your own, and now you have a soundtrack. You're a K- star. KFOK Sacramento, you run the radio show. Thank you. KSRQ, Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Gracias. Back in a minute on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break here on Rock School. Stop, 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 stop. What? You're you're not going to get away with it. What? You do have a good memory. What is it? Come on now. What? Don't you remember you told me about uh, dumping a girl or breaking up with her? I've never dumped a girl in my life. I have always been the dumpy. Okay, so whatever the story is tonight. Okay. Anyway, you end up at another girl's house. Yeah. Who's having a huge party. And you're in high school, yeah. so you're in the right age group. Oh, is this the, is this the Van Halen thing where I first heard Van Halen? Yeah, it's a, it's a memory. And no, it's not a good memory because here's oh. the thing. She dumped me, Ouch. and because of her, you know, every guy knows this. If you break up with a girl or a girl breaks up with you, you break up with every one of her friends. Oh. Yeah, and I wasn't invited to about 20 parties right in a row, and I finally blew my stack. Mm-hmm. At, at some girl who was having a party, and I don't even remember what her name was. So I got invited to her party, and I came over to the party, and she said that the girl who was, because from what I understand, this girl was like, okay, I'm going to get back together with him at the party. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, because I'm a great guy. You are. And the story goes, the way I remember it, I'm sure I'm remembering it completely, completely wrong, because you remember yourself as the hero in every, in every party story. <laughs> uh, what happened was I get over there, and this girl says to me, you're a guitarist, right? Yeah, sure, right, right, fine. And she says, have you ever heard of the group Van Halen? No. I was into Zeppelin and Rush uh-huh. and all these different things. I'd never heard of Van Halen. And she goes, let me play them for you. And she puts on Van Halen 1 Uh-oh. and played Running with the Devil. And it was it was opium to me. Yeah. Physical opium. So again, <laughs> it's still not a good memory. Because yes, it is. No, because the girl at the party didn't go out with me and I got dumped twice. Oh, you got four guys to hang out with forever. That's true. Well, actually, now one of them's gone, Michael Anthony. Eh. Yeah, now I got to hang with Wolf. Come on. A Stanford study mm. states that music shows a brain pattern of synchronized activity, i.e., they put all the little diodes on people. Yeah. It doesn't matter your race. Your gender, your creed, your belief system, Democrat, Republican, Donald Trump, or Hillary Clinton, it doesn't matter. Goodness. Nothing. It is a universal activity, period. Oh, absolutely no difference between human beings. It also states if you like a song, it depends on what songs you liked before. Your brain as a person between the ages of somewhere in 10 to 20 becomes hardwired to like songs in the future. Now, of course, you're always going to find, like my good friend Bill Robison, you're always going to find the person who is the anomaly to this. I like everything. Nothing can go against me. But for the most part, it wires you straight away to like certain songs in the future. And furthermore, the brain 
understands what you like. Have you ever noticed how good you feel after you hear a song that you love? Yes. Why? Dopamine. Oh, I love dopamine. Within 15 minutes of Mm -hmm. hearing a brand new song or a song that you love, your brain releases dopamine, but it's not immediately. It's within 15 minutes. So says a Stanford study. I believe it. So there. Let's play a song. Veronica says, the one song that makes me remember exactly where I was, I was on my father's shoulders. I was 11 years old at my first concert. It was ZZ Top. And my dad pushed forward through the crowd so I could get close enough to see the fuzzy guitars. Oh, my God. And what song were they playing? Legs. Here on Rock School. Well, we're running out of time. We've got to wrap it up. This is going to be our last break here on Rock School. Let me ask you a question about that story you told me about what was going on at the Tasty Freeze. Do you think it's true? Yeah, I think it's true. You're positive it's 100% true. There was nothing bad. It was just a, it was just a feeling of hanging out, being with someone. Yeah. But you're positive you were at a Tasty Freeze and you yes, drank I a am. orange Sprite. Right. A, uh, a group of researchers in 2007, Hanta, Tomic, and Rakowski. Again, why can't they be Smith, Brown, and Jones? But anyway, they created a research piece where they asked a whole bunch of college kids about songs that invoked emotion and all of that. And they found out that many, in fact, the majority of the stories that the college kids told, yeah, they freely admitted might not be true. Oh, come on. But who cares? You know, so there's not a complete bit of truth to the story. How many of us lie to ourselves? How many of you can get through the day without a good rationalization? Well, I think you're lying to yourself about uh, a nightingale sang in Barclay Square. What about it? No, that's the song I think is our song. Oh, come on. And it, no, it's not a good memory to me. Oop. It is our song, but it's not a good memory to us. What do us. you mean it's not? It has, a- what has nothing to do with the fact that it's not our song. You don't remember, though, do you? We went to London one time. We used to have an import art business where we would go and import art. Do you remember that? Oh, of course I do. Now, do you remember the one time that we were going to go to Berkeley Square to Mm -hmm. see it? Because you you went, oh, let's go see this square you keep singing about. Do you remember we got into a massive fight? Yeah. No, I do remember it. Yeah, we got into a big angry fight and we sort of were angry at each other the entire time on the tube. And we're still cheesed off when we were at Berkeley Square. I'm still mad. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we were only going there because your dad sang the tune all the time. It had nothing to do with us. That's not true. It was your father, for God's sake. And then we get there, and it's a square, and it's kind of dirty and smelly and... Wow, you're as as romantic as an upset gorilla. Let's go to a pub somewhere. (laughs) So we got to wrap it up. And that's going to take care of that show. 
How do you like the new studio? Well, I, you know, I, I've decided that I am going to take the kids to school from this point on. Why? Because they're hearing too much zappa in your car. <laughs> you are messing with their heads. And by, by the way... There's nothing wrong with Frank Zappa. Listen, you yeah. are not taking them to their first concert. That Why not? will be me. Why? Because that's going to be a huge memory in their head. Oh, and you great. are going to mess it up. Oh, great. So they go to an ABBA tribute band. Oh, oh, great. That's going to wrap it up. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I am Tammy Burns. Nightingale sang in Berkeley Square. Just imagine us fighting again. That's it. Class is dismissed. That certain night, the night we met, there was magic abroad in the air. There were angels dining at the Ritz. And a nightingale sang in Bartley Square I may be right, I may be wrong But I'm perfectly willing to swear That when you turned and smiled at me A nightingale sang in Bartley